0: Hello and welcome to another podcast brought to you by Life Community Church, Lemington Spa. Recorded at one of our Sunday morning services, we hope this message inspires, equips and encourages you to grow in your relationship with Jesus Christ. Everyone, it is absolutely wonderful to see you all. And a big welcome to those that are listening on podcast at home. Thank you for tuning in. So it's my privilege today to be um, rounding up our series on faith. We have had an incredible few weeks looking at faith and it's stirring something up in all of us. And I'm going to be bringing it to an an end today with looking at just one of my all-time favourite ever stories in the Word of God around faith. But before we do, children, adults, have you ever had something in front of you that seemed so big that you just wanted to run away instead? Let me, let me draw us in a bit more. Maybe it's that pile of iron you know what I mean, look, Emily's nodding at me. It just gets so big and you're like rooting from the bottom for the shirts and you're like, I, j- I just feel like I just wanna run away. Maybe children, your mom or dad or whoever's at home has said, go and tidy that disgusting bedroom. There's papers, there's dirty socks, your homework's been thrown under your bed, but we can look at it and we can think, It's so big a task, I just want to run away instead. Maybe adults, there's that project, that paperwork, those emails, those things that you just keep putting off, and it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. You can't even find where your bank statement is the end, or whatever you need. And instead, you just think, I want to run away. Well, today, we're looking at a story of someone who seemed so big that actually everybody wanted to, what, children? Even louder, they wanted to run away. And in fact, that is exactly what was happening. So we're looking today in 1 Samuel, chapter 17. Can anyone guess the story? David and Goliath. That's where we are today. So, to help us to retell the story, rather than read it verse for verse, because it's a really long chapter, we are going to do a little bit of drama. Children, is that okay? We can do a little bit of drama to help us learn the story. Maybe you know the story really, really well. Maybe you're here or you're listening at home and you think, I don't really know that story very well. Well, hopefully, by the end of today, you'll know the story really well. And like me, you'll you'll know why it's so amazing, why it's such a brilliant story. So, the story begins like this We have got two armies. Come on up, my armies. Let's give them a round of applause as they come up. Over here, we have the Israelite army give us a cheer Israelites over here we have the Philistine army now stand back you're looking a bit lonely I think you need a few more people in your army you're looking like Billy no mates there do you want to be in the army you're in the Philistine army come and stand who else wants to be in the army Isabella come on adults I might choose some of you in a minute I think, Jude's dad, I think he wants to... No, no. Oh, I'm not sure I might... You, right, you're going to be the Philistines. We still love you, but you're going to be over here for today. And come on, Sophia, you're going to be the Philistines as well. So, now, there were more than three. There were hundreds, there were thousands of them. And the Bible tells us that the two armies are on two mountains. Everyone say, mountains. So... The Philistines, give us a cheer. The Israelites, give us a cheer. They're on this mountain here. In between, there is a big valley. And then the Philistines are on this mountain here. Give us a cheer, Philistines. And they are looking at one another. And the Bible says that, in fact, they have been there so far for a couple of hours. Oh, no, no. They've been there for a couple of days. No, no. They've been there for 40 days, looking at one another because something kept happening twice a day, morning and evening for 40 days. The Philistines had a secret weapon, and their secret weapon was their champion. Everyone say champion. champion. And he was called Goliath. But he was no ordinary champion. No, no. This was a mean, mean dude of a champion. So let's welcome Goliath. Yeah. We can do better than that. Stand up of him. Mom, Daddy's standing, but I've told him to be careful. Okay. Now, the Bible says that Goliath was huge. He was taller than this. He was massive that way. He was massive that way. Even his head was big because he thought he was the best. And the Bible says that he was covered in armor. So we haven't even got all the armor today, but he was covered in head to toe with armor. And he was a mean machine of a champion. And every day, Goliath would come out and he'd say, Israelites, why have you come? Here on the battle line, come on, give him a bit of attitude, Goliath. Israel, why have you come <laughs> on the battle line. Why you come on this battle line? And he'd say, "Give me a man, give me a man, give me a man, and I'll show you what I'll do with him." And I'll show you what I do with him. And every day, twice a day, Israelites, how are you feeling? How are you feeling? How were you feeling? You were, you were feeling so... Hug one another. You're wetting your pants. Hug one another. You're running down here. Get the toilet roll quick. They were so scared because they would come together and they'd say, well, do you want to go? Well, I don't, I don't want to. Have you, the Have you seen the size of them? How about you? You've trained in armour. Uh, yeah, but I've never, I've never fought anyone like that. We can't do it. We can't do it. And this went on twice a day for 40 days. How many times is that? 40 times two? 80, 80 times. This Goliath was coming out. And nobody in the Israelite army would fight Goliath. So the Philistines thought, we're on the winning side. No one is going to touch our champion, Goliath. But one day, one day there was three people in the Israelite army, three brothers, and they had a younger brother called David. Come on up, David. Come on up, up, David's dad. Come on over here. Let's give him a round of applause. They actually look quite similar for Nina as well. This is ironic. So one day, David's dad, hello, Jesse. Je- Je- Jesse, in fact, was very old, but here we have a model that uses good moisturiser. So he looks a lot younger. David's dad, Jesse, called David and said, David, I've got some cheese sandwiches. That, oh, open them up. Just check. Just check what's in there, Jesse. Can we verify? Is it, chee- is it cheese? Does anybody fancy a cheese sandwich? Maybe maybe later. David, I've got some cheese sandwiches for your brother. Take them down. Find out how they're getting on and come back and let me know. So David takes sandwiches. He gives his dad a quick kiss. Because he was good like that. He waves goodbye to his dad. And he comes up to the Israelite army. And he finds his brothers and he says, hey, I've got you some cheese sandwiches. Share them out. They're absolutely starving. So you lot can sit down with the cheese sandwiches. You sit down with them. And David starts talking to his brothers. How's it going? What's going on? Why are all the Israelites over here? And suddenly, back on your feet, drop the sandwiches back on your feet. Just as David is asking the Israelites what's going on, Goliath comes out again. Give us the roar, Goliath. He's back. He's back. And David watches Goliath doing his challenge that he does twice a day, every day, saying, come on, give me a man, and I'll show you what I'll do with him. But as David is there, he, he's watching Goliath, and He's talking to his brothers and something inside of David starts thinking this is not right. This should not be happening. This Goliath should not be defying the armies of the living God. So David is talking amongst his brothers. And suddenly King Saul, King Saul who has left the room, King Saul, welcome, King Saul. <laughs> king Saul, come over here. King Saul hears there's a boy called David, and he's starting to ask about Goliath. Send him to me, Israelites. You can sit down. So David, you come into the presence of King Saul. He, he's, he's like a he's a mean king. Like imagine you had to to even worse. This is even worse. And King Saul starts asking David, well, you look look quite small and you don't have any armor and you think you can go to to fight Goliath. And David says, hey, yes, I can. I have wrestled the lion and the bear and my God has protected me so I can take on this giant. So King Saul with a bit of a nervous look says, okay, you can go. Do you want my armor? No, don't like it. Doesn't fit me. I'm going to take my five stones and my sling and I'm going to go and slay Goliath because I believe my God is with me and my God will help me slay Goliath. So the Israelites are at the battle line again. On your feet, Israelites, the sandwiches have gone. David comes out, and out he is again. Goliath's back, giving us another roar. And David steps out onto the battlefield. And suddenly, Goliath looks at David and he says, Is this it? Is this all you lot can muster up? He's just a boy. Give him to me and I'll feed him to the birds of the air. Sorry, that is horrible, isn't it? But David, he looks up at Goliath and he says, My God will give me victory over you because the battle belongs to the Lord so Goliath gets in position step off that's it you're still tall don't (laughs) worry Israelites move back and the Bible says and we cannot miss this the Bible says that Goliath got in position and so did David have you got your stone ready take a stone in your hand You've got your sling ready as well. And the Bible says that David ran to meet Goliath. And as he ran to meet him, that's it. Cheer him on. Cheer him on, Neil Bell. As he ran to meet Goliath, he threw one of the stones. And the story tells us that it hit Goliath's forehead. And Goliath sunk on the floor. (laughs) As dead. And David then goes over to Goliath. And just to double make sure, he takes his sword. And he takes (laughs) off the head of Goliath. You're not going to do it. You're just pretending. Go for it. (laughs) He takes it off. At that point, the Israelite army start cheering. But at that point, the Philistine army start panicking and they run away in terror and fear. Ah, run! And that day, faith had overcome fear. Faith had won the day. Let's give our children a big round of applause. Well done. Wow, well. They did absolutely amazing. See, and you can see why I love that story, why many of us love that story. And I, just for a few minutes, I am going to just pull out three takeaway things that all of us, I believe, can take away from that story. And the first point, turn to the person next to you and say, point one, <laughs> point one, is that faith allows God to define your identity. Faith allows God to define your identity. You see, David, that day, all he was going to do was take the cheese sandwiches. That was it. He woke up to take the cheese sandwiches. He thought he was taking cheese. But God knew that, in fact, David was going to be taking freedom to the Israelites' army, and to God's people. You see, that day, something rose up in David that he thought, I am more than a boy that just looks after a few sheep in the backside of the wilderness. I'm more than that. And something rose up in David that said, I am who my God says I am. And God has put a fight in me. God has put faith in me that today needs to be released. David let God define his purpose. You see, God wants to define your identity. You might say this morning, I am just an office worker. I am just a shop assistant. I am just a mom. Or a housewife. I am just a student trying to get through my essays. I am just a neighbour on a street. But actually, this morning, this story tells us that you're just. You're not just a just. You are a child of the living God. And if you know him this morning, that same purpose, that same identity that David allowed God to bring out of him, God wants to do the same for you. Who knows what's in your tomorrow? Who knows what's in your next week and your next year? Who knows what battles and situations God is going to take you to and he's going to say, You can do it, son. You can do it, daughter. It might look like a big, nasty, scary Goliath, but you can do it if we allow God to, ident- to define our identity. You're not just, just anything. You are a child of the living God, and the same power that raised Christ from the dead is in you. Children, this week... Isabella was talking to me, and she said, Molly, at school, my teacher said to me, who is a Christian? And Isabella was the only person that put her hand up in the class, weren't you, darling? And then the teacher said, does anybody else have a religion? And Isabella said about three or four people put their hand up and said, I am a Muslim. And the teacher said, great, we have lots of different people here. And Isabella said, mommy, I'm the only Christian in my class. There are more Muslims in my class. And we spoke about that and we said, you know what? You know what Jesus wants you to do? He wants you to love everybody in your class. To love them so much that they think there's something so kind and so nice about Isabella. And I said, but you know what, Isabella? You plus God, one plus God it's like an army. One plus God is like the majority. Hello, how many people defeated Goliath? Hello, let's say it again. One. How many of you is there? One. So what's that telling us? If you let God purpose your identity, you're a majority. You and God. Second point, turn to the person next to you and say, second point. second point. Faith doesn't keep quiet. Sometimes, children, we've got to be quiet. We've got to be quiet when we're in the library, when Leanne's talking when we're talking to maybe our teachers. There's times in our life when we have to be quiet because it shows respect and we're acting appropriately. But there's other times in our life, church, where we cannot and we should not be quiet. And this story was one of them. David could not keep his faith quiet. You see, we see in verse 46, that even as David was facing and looking at this huge, giant, Goliath, his faith, even then, did not keep quiet. He did not go up to Goliath really quiet like a mouse. Don't say anything. If I don't say anything, you might not see me. You might have a better chance. That no. He went up to Goliath, and here's what he said. This day, the Lord will deliver you... Into my hands. His faith is not keeping quiet. It's got a voice. And I'm going to strike you down. And then I'm going to cut off your heads. And this very day I'll give the carcasses of the Philistine army to the birds and the wild animals. You see, David's faith would not keep quiet. He spoke out in the face of Goliath three specific things he was going to do. God was going to deliver him. That's the only thing God was going to do. The next two things were everything David was going to do. David was going to strike him. Then David was going to chop off his head. What do I think was happening there? I believe that David was allowing his faith to be released. He was looking at the situation and he was speaking to the situation, this is what I'm going to do. Children, maybe there's things that are scaring you, things that upset you, things that worry you. Do you know what I believe Jesus wants all of us to do, big and small? He wants us to get those things in our mind and he wants us to say, God's I believe that you are gonna help me in this situation I believe that you are gonna help me get on with that person at school that is mean and nasty to me God I believe that you are gonna help my mom and dad with the things that they're worried about God I believe you're gonna make my leg or my arm that's hurting me you're gonna heal me and you're gonna make it better adults Where do you need to speak your faith out? Where do you need to stop being quiet and get in a place with God and start saying, I'm going to speak some stuff out. I'm going to speak healing over that sickness. I'm going to speak a bringing back together of that relationship that's broken down. I'm going to speak a blessing where at the moment it just seems barren. We need to start speaking out our faith because faith does not keep quiet. Maybe you've got to get in a room by yourself and speak it out. Where did this faith come? I'll tell you where this faith came. It came when David was by himself on the backside of the wilderness with a few sheep. That's where his faith started coming up. Because when he saw the lion and the bear, rather than run, he thought, I'm going to have you. You're not taking down my dad's sheep. And that's where his faith and his trust in God started coming and a long time ago now Daniel's on the back there Daniel had eczema on his leg we went to the doctors we were trying creams nothing was happening he was getting really upset with it and one day I said to Daniel he was going to bed and I said come on Daniel come on I said every night when you get ready for bed and we pray Why don't we start asking God to heal your eczema? Shall we do it, Daniel? And Daniel said, yes, mommy. I believe God can heal my eczema on my leg. So every night, we started speaking faith. We're believing this leg's getting better. We're praying for this leg. We're praying for this eczema to go. And in about a week, a couple of weeks, the eczema started clearing up. And now, his eczema's gone. It's clear. It's gone. And Daniel's been able to share that story with his friends at school. Why? Because I think faith didn't keep quiet. Faith started to release. And my very last point. Turn to the person next and say, last point, point three. Point <laughs> three. <laughs> faith believes that God is fighting for us. Faith believes that God is fighting for us. I can hear some of you, Yeah. Amen. It's true. You see, verse 47, David says, for the battle is the Lord's and he will give all of you into our hands. You see, David did not go with his little five stones and his sling because he thought he'd got the best strategy. he has got five stones and a sling against a giant. He went Here's the key. Because he believed the battle was the Lord's. And friends, children, God's fighting over you. Every day God's fighting over you. He loves you. He knows that when you get big, he's got awesome plans of what you guys are going to do. Adults, every day, God's fighting for you. He's not sitting back having a snooze. The word says he's in heaven, interceding interceding when you're really praying you are fighting friends there's nothing wussy about prayer you're in a spiritual battle and you're fighting and jesus is in heaven fighting for you fighting for your destiny fighting for your purpose fighting for your family every day and we sang that incredible song god is fighting for us God is on our side. He has overcome. Yes, he has overcome. Friends, he's fighting for you. But what do we do? What do we do when you are facing your Goliath? I feel like I've faced a few Goliaths this week. You're probably going to face a few next week, or next month, or next year. We're all in a battle. We all have Goliaths. That present themselves in our life we're not gonna get away we can't just run and hide because guess what if we hide the Goliath still coming people say I'm not coming to church because I'm struggling no if you're struggling this is the number one place you need to be in church with believers what do we do in the fight I'll tell you what we do. Ephesians 6:16 6, says, Above all, take the shield of faith. The shield of faith. With which you will be able to quench the fiery darts of the evil one. You see, children, adults, we all have things that come to us. They're like arrows, the Bible calls them. And they come at us. There's arrows, maybe there's arrows of doubt. I can't do it. I'm not good enough. Maybe there's arrows of fear. I failed before. Why try it again? Maybe there's arrows of guilt. Do you remember how you messed up? Do you remember that sin you got involved in? What makes you think you can do it again? And do you know where those fiery arrows come from? They don't come from Jesus they come from you know like Goliath was the enemy well we have an enemy today and that enemy we call him Satan or the devil and we do not need to be scared of him as Christians but he's real and he will at times come to our life and start throwing arrows at us and the Bible says when that happens We've got to do this. We've got to hold up our shield of faith. We've got to say, do you know what, Jesus? I am so scared, but I know that you are with me. I really don't know how this is going to work out, but I believe that you're with me. Jesus, I believe because you're an overcomer, I'm an overcomer as well. We've got to hold up our faith. On the days where we feel like I'm gonna go back to bed and I'm gonna burn my Bible and I'm never gonna to go to church again. No, we've got to hold up our shield of faith because it's the shield of faith that will protect us. And do you know what was happening here on Friday night in children? You were part of this, and adults, as the praise and the worship and the prayers of God were descending, and there was such a freedom in this place. I'll tell you what was happening we were all starting to hold up our shields of faith together one shield your shield Catherine's shield Vicky's shield and what happens when an army like the Romans would hold up their shields together what would happen nobody could get through no one could get through their shields they were like guarded they moved together they were protected and friends in this life we've got to hold up our shield of faith I don't know what your Goliath is kids I don't know what you worry about I don't know what your story is I don't know what your last year's been like your last five years been like I don't know what baggage you might have even come into this place with but God's saying hey what's ahead of you is better than what's been behind what's inside of you I want to release it. God wants to release it. See, God is fighting for you this morning. He's fighting for you. He's on your side. Will you allow God to define your identity? Will you allow your faith not to keep quiet? And will you hold up your shield of faith, knowing that God is fighting for you? There's Davids all in this room. Champions in this room. Incredible destiny over the lives of everyone in this room. Freedom bringers in this room. People that are going to deliver people from oppression and depression in this room. People that are going to come and they're going to they're going to take people's hands, stand up, Vicky, and they're going to lift people. God wants us to lift people in our world, friends. Whatever lifting people looks like to you, he wants, to be, he wants you to be a bringer of hope and a bringer of freedom. And in it all, guess what? God's fighting for you because he loves you and your best is yet to come. So I wonder, I wonder this morning, come on, let's all stand together in God's presence. And I just wonder if maybe we can just sing the chorus and the bridge to that incredible song again, that God is fighting for you. But I encourage you, as we sing it this morning... As we sing those words think about your Goliath think about your life think about those areas that make you feel scared but think about the fact that hey God he wants to define who I am God doesn't want your face to keep quiet how how is your faith gonna have a noise Let's think about that as we worship and remember that God's fighting for you. He's fighting for you. We hope that you enjoyed this message. For many more resources and for more information, visit our website at www.life-cc.org.